So hi, one of the Gunners Podcast here with Glass Beach. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, That's a good question. Uh, what inspired us to start the band? Like, we wanted to. I, I had I had music. <laughs> you are the worst. There's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> worse. <laughs> we wanted to. I picked um, up this thing called a guitar, and I was like, hey, this is pretty cool to do for the rest of my life. Oh, <laughs> um i i had uh yeah i had some music that i was writing and at the same time i was uh looking for an apartment in la because i had been living on my friend's couch and uh we uh we all or me and uh jonas and william uh met on facebook somehow um and ended Mm -hmm. up uh (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we ended up uh, getting an apartment together, and then I just kept talking about this, these songs that I was working on and how I needed a band, and then they were just like, oh, we play instruments. <laughs> that's basically how it happened. Okay, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. It was like the right circumstances at the right time, because we had like, William and I had just moved out here, and we, we also needed like more people to live with so we could afford yeah. to live in LA, and we also, yeah, wanted to like start at least a band, if not several. And y'all um, had heard my music before we mm-hmm. met too. I was I was legitimately a fan of of like yeah. the music. I I hadn't like I didn't know anything about like you personally. I think I even like only shortly before learning that you and William were somehow connected on Facebook was realized that it was like a person. Um, cause I just like listened on Spotio, uh, Spotio, Spotify to Casio Dad and, <laughs> and liked it a lot. Spotify, yeah. Spotify, Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Yeah. I think I think like a a more like. I don't know, a broad answer would or specifically would be like all of us have um, have been in bands like since we were teenagers. Uh, and so we've had we've had like a bunch of musical projects up like leading up to this point up to Glass Beach. Um, so, I mean, like, yeah, when we moved out here, it was just kind of a natural progression of like becoming friends with Jay and then wanting to make music <laughs> together. It was pretty it was pretty immediately after we started living together that we, you know, we rented out a a, a a shared like space for like just a couple hours and jam together is to just to see how that felt. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and we kind of went from there, but, um, yeah, I think, I think we just all would have been in bands for the rest of our lives, uh, continuing to, to do that, do music and whatever. And it's just, <laughs> um, starting this band was just the fact that we found each other all at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we and then Lane joined later on because I had basically written all of the songs for a four piece, um, and we needed somebody to play the other guitar parts. And uh, yeah, I kicked in the door to the practice space, and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I've got a guitar." <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Cool." If I remember right, it was actually like the Lane and William and I had like a, a meeting at a coffee shop. We were kind of talking about a lot of things, but partially the idea of like sort of starting a new band with Lane, where William and I are like doing songs that we have written in the past and would write in the future. And then that just like transitioned into, well, Glass Beach needs a guitarist right now. And we already know that like we want to be in a band with Lane. So we can start here. Yeah. Oh. Um okay. and Pretty then much. as for the band name, uh Glass Beach is an actual beach that's in uh where, where is it? Fort, Fort Bragg. Bragg. Yeah, Fort mm-hmm. Bragg, California. I've 
visited. There's, there's an East Coast one too, and there might be more. There's one in Russia. One in Russia. Well. <laughs> yeah. I know because I when I name search, just like a bunch of Russian oh, yeah. stuff shows up, and it's like <laughs> just a bunch of Russian people talking about going to the Glass Beach, and I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> well, great. Now, pe- now people are gonna look at Glass Beach and be like, we'll see their fake Russian surveillance <laughs> band for the DIYs. <laughs> you know, we could um, just talk about Russia without bringing that up. Right? We could all just be like, hey, like there's there's some people in Russia who love going to the beach or just made a glass. Yeah. And, and you know what? We even have some, we, we have some fans I, in Russia. I yeah, find it funnier though. Yeah, have you heard of Putin? Um, <laughs> I, I, I find it funnier that we're all sleeper agents. <laughs> I think it's um, cute that we are uh, a Russian plant. I think that's pretty cool of us. I do. Yeah, I think that's really cute. <laughs> I think it's a really quirky trait. Really. But, but anyway, really the... Move, the I don't know about the other glass beaches, but the glass beach in California is a beach that's basically made out of like sea glass that's been reclaimed by the ocean and just eroded into this really pretty colorful sand. Um, and I, I don't know that I can tell you like exactly what the name means, but I think that it's really interesting to me because it's this in- interesting like intersection of the human world and the natural world and like the human world being reclaimed into nature. I think that's interesting. <laughs> All right. uh, that's pretty like cool. That. Yeah. yeah I didn't know those existed, so thanks for that. I thought you guys were just like, well, glass is cool. Beaches are pretty. <laughs> mix the other okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's like the DIY, like, sort of indie scene thing to just take a word and add beach to it. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we talked about, not, not because we wanted to do that, but because we wanted to make sure we were okay with doing that. Yeah, we knew early on, like, that people were going to be like, glass beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's great because we're going to do, like, glass beach money and glass beach life and death. Not that beach life and death is a band. But, yeah, yeah like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Glass Beaches is like is a band mm-hmm. in um I think Northern California. I can't or I think oh. it's Seattle or something. Wait, really? There's a band yeah. called Glass Beaches. Oh no, oh, they're okay. they're in Seattle because we met somebody from that band. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah. We oh, did. They're yeah. at the show. Yeah, no, and I was like, in... hey, if our paths ever cross again, let's play a show together. It would be really Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, right. The, the, drummer, uh, the drummer who was drumming with Floral Tattoo at the time. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. in the band, but I know they were drumming for that set. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, so congrats on your newest album, uh, the first Glass Beach album. I love that name. Uh, how do you feel about the response to the album so far? I feel really good about it. Are we allowed yeah. to swear? I yeah. forgot yeah. to ask. Okay. Cool. I feel really fucking good about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. Next question, please. Um, I, it feels like assing awesome. Shh, crap. Just like for my part, it uh, it is very like heartwarming and validating to see like more people than I would have like anticipated necessarily. Uh, sort of like latching on to it and building a community around it. Like I was prepared for it because I felt like the music was really, really good. But I've like, I've never had like my, I guess my particular taste in music be so like widely validated before, especially when it's something that I worked on. Yeah. Absolutely. I also gotta say, it's really nice being in a band where there's a lot of a, a lot of young people who are like finding themselves who are like also experiencing our music and that has been like a part of their stuff. Uh as opposed to like 
and, and no offense to, to this demographic, but like <laughs> a 45 year old, like, like butt rock dude coming up and be like, man, dude, that fucking guitar riff is sick, dude. Wait, hold on. You know, you know, if a 45 year old butt rock dude came up to us at a show and was like, those riffs, ah, you would be stoked. Yeah. I'm happy regardless. Music but, but like, I don't have much to talk about with think. butt rock dude because I'm like, because then, because then immediately it's like, oh, yeah, you ever listen to like Avenged Sevenfold, man? <laughs> Well, hey, you know. Lynn, uh, Lynn, you should come at Butt Rock. Well, I, have I mean, you though? Have you listened to Avenged Sevenfold? There ain't nothing wrong with Butt Rock, dude. Wait, how do you feel about the reception to your album? Fuck Butt Rock. That's what this happened. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little bit of Butt Rock, though. Lynn, you should you should mention your history of playing in in like metal bands and shit. Like, well, yeah, okay, okay yeah, that, that's, that's good context. Majority <laughs> of my musical career has been in metal bands or like really heavy rock bands slash hardcore bands, and my last band, which was the most success I had like I had like garnered in a band up and like until Glass Beach. That band was like. We were like emo. We were like post-hardcore emo. Like there was a lot of different stuff going on. We had some metal stuff. We had some rock stuff. We had some like emo stuff. But it was like a pop punk vibe too. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of different stuff going on. But it's like, but it's like most of the places we played were like with other metal bands, and a lot of times it was just with like people. I feel like I didn't relate to quite as much. There's no, like, again, no offense to them. I'm, I'm always happy when someone comes up and is like, Hey, nice music, man. Or like, whatever. But like, I don't know. There's just something endearing about like knowing that there's a lot of like young people that are like inspired and like, uh, in, in, in fine connection through our music. Cause that's yeah. just, that's, that's what I think is like really important about DIY and punk and, everything that's sort of uh underground and anti-establishment in the music industry you know that kind of yeah. stuff yeah yeah cool. i <laughs> love the reception of the first glass beach album i it is very uh validating i i i echo the things that have been said here especially what lane said about butt rock um, but I also, uh, I also want to say this is sort of a realization I came to recently. I mean, like, because I wasn't necessarily a drummer before the this band. Um, I had drummed, but I wasn't a drummer. And uh, not only like how this album turned out, and but also like the reception to it has uh, really, really made me find my love for drumming. Like, I think like in certain instances, I, I love playing the guitar and I love singing. Like those were my two, those are the things I love doing the most, like musically. But through this whole experience, it's I, I really, really do believe that like drumming is is a thing that I, I now really want to do with my life. So it's it's uh, very convenient that I have stumbled yeah. into a position where that will, that will possibly well, you kind of have to at least for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm actually getting good at the drums. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, like, I, I think that you, you sound really good on the first class beach album. I, I think you're good. I, I think you're better than it sounds like you have described thinking that you are or were on that album. So like, I think a lot of people agree with me. I think a lot of people like your drumming on the first album. All the people who agree with me are going to be really excited about the second one. I'll, say, gonna be really I'll say this. I love the drumming on the first album. Mm -hmm. I think that Jay and I put together something really, really incredible with that. 
I will say I'm excited to record a song next for the next album that doesn't take seven hours because I, <laughs> because I can barely play the song. I would I'd rather be able to like oh I've like oh look at this technique and I just and I can just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say most of the drums on the on the record are like chopped and screwed. They're like, they're <laughs> like put together by a bunch of different takes. I mean. Wait, that's I have a, to I, ask. William, William, that's a very, first of all, it's a very normal thing to do, like, in any, like, studio recording setting. Like, second of all, like, there were a lot of songs that you never heard until we recorded. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Not never heard in that completed version. We had yeah. heard many versions before, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, wait, I have to ask, is the Second yeah. Glass Beach album going to be called the Second Glass Beach album? <gasps> no. That's... Oh. that's like, well, I mean, well, we, well, can't, we can't say we can't say no. That's no. that's gonna be the like that's gonna be what we call it if we can't think of anything better. Is I'll that say why that. you guys named the first one the first Glass Beach album because you couldn't come up with anything better? I. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 you come up with something better, motherfucker. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not not I don't take it the way I found it at all. Here, here, here's, here's, here's what it is. I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I, I named it that because I didn't want people to go into it with any like preconceptions or anything. Like, I didn't want to like do anything that would like overhype it or like, you know, give people a really specific idea of what it was going to be before hearing it. I just wanted the music to speak for itself so i tried to give it basically a non-title just so the music could work on its own terms that's where that came from (laughs) Um, so can you guys tell me a little bit about your writing process demoing just constant demoing Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah i would say i mean at least from how i've seen other people write like the unique thing about our process is that the recording is kind of baked into the writing in the way that we write Mm -hmm. like from the beginning we're like making considerations about like how things are going to be like mixed and eq'd and like you know what effects are going to put on everything how it's all going to fit together in the final product like from the beginning like before we figured out the chords we're thinking about the mix you know yeah um but yeah it's it's an extensive process of like trying trying everything one way and then uh, trying a different version, combining the best parts of those versions and just doing that over and over again. And then what we have in the end is sort of a combination of a bunch of different, completely different conceptions of the same song. It's a really very good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, the, and the first and- record was like mostly Jay you know sending us demos and being like what do you think and then we take well, at that point i'm sending just calling us over to the room that's true we lived yeah. together at that point mm-hmm. um yeah sometimes but... i didn't even call you over i was just fucking with something and then you just mm-hmm. walk up and be like hey that's really cool it was that um uh for the for the first record it was like mostly that and then we would take it into our practice space and just mm-hmm. like jam it out and um maybe add some stuff maybe decide to like take some stuff out here and there and then Jay would just like continue making demos after demo after demo. Um, what's the, I will say like the difference between the first album, and the second album is going to be, it seems like that um, we uh, were kind of all like Jay is still doing most of the 
preliminary writing, but there is like Lane has been sending some demos to us. Mm-hmm. I I recently like put together a demo, like a very very yeah. bare bones demo, and like Jonas has been working on some stuff as well. Yeah, like, we might. It's like the, the second album is likely to have songs that started from one of us other than Jay, which is not true for the first album. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, so, where was your headspace while writing the first Glass Beach album? Like everywhere that it could be. <laughs> right? Honestly, like yeah. that thing took like four years to write. <laughs> oh wow! Shit. Jesus. Christ. Um. <laughs> I mean, it it depends on where you where you draw the line of like when we actually started working on it, because it was a while mm-hmm. into that that it was actually we're writing an album. But a lot of the songs I'd been like they'd been kicking around for years before that. Um where where was where was our headspace i don't know i don't know i mean well we pretty were pretty stressed out we were pretty, the music. pretty stressed really poor mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh i was doing a, i was producing a lot of theater at the time doing a lot of stage managing um so that was a lot very stressful as well and music wise yeah i mean i think i think the as many places as possible was true even when it was like just the three of us working on it just because like we wanted to i it was it was like uh very experimental like we wanted to if we had a thought we wanted to try it and that's why we jammed out so much and like yeah um just yeah we just tried things and we, we didn't want to say no to any ideas until we heard them and i don't think we really did yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean as far as like if you want to go into your like specific headspace jay i know i know on a like a previous interview or something you have said that um your like take for like the themes and everything was sort of looking not not like looking for that like f- sad shit like going into the deepest like recesses of your of your sadness and like pulling something out of it it's more this album is more over like you know finding that like solidarity and that like comfort in the that friends and like the people around you and 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 like finding the good parts out of the situation that you're in not necessarily like a mantra of like oh you shouldn't be sad because like you can find the good in anything it's like no we are sad and i'm yeah. going to find the good in that like the the people who are there for me and the people who i can be there for that sort of thing yeah our friendship in anime <laughs> great lane perfect perfect summation <laughs> what did you, you, you say what did you power say power of friendship in anime oh yeah. I heard our friendship banana make, and I was like trying to do <laughs> our, our friendship banana make. <laughs> as, as a side note, unimportant, but uh, during this entire time, I was absolutely destroying my entire sleep schedule by working a night shift mm-hmm. at a mental health facility. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, during this whole yeah. time, sort of a but meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, yeah, yeah. yeah was, meanwhile, cut to me bed. like, cut to me like holding myself up on a desk trying to stay awake. <laughs> oh. Damn. I actually have a little, I have a tiny story about that. It's less of a story, more of a, we, we played a lot of tabletop together. Um, we have, and we, you know, we still do every once in a while. Less now because of, you know, the quarantine. Um, but uh, uh, there, there were times where we would put together like a full day of playing tabletop games. And Lane would have, would, would like, would work a night shift. With like, that I was what, what that's, that's what he was like preparing to do. And we would play for a full, like, like an eight to 10 hour day of tabletop games. Mm-hmm. 
and we'd be wrapping up and we'd be like, oh, wow, we're all exhausted. But that was like, oh, that was fun. That was cool. Hell yeah. Like, good day. And then Lane would be like, okay, bye. I'm going to work. And we're like, you what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? There, there were some days where I would like get out of work and it'd be 8 a.m. And then we would be starting like a tabletop session at 10 a.m. And I would show up until like 6 p.m. And my hours were like, my hours were like midnight to 8 a.m. So I would like, I would, I would stay up from midnight until 6 p.m. the next day and then just like then die <laughs> yeah die like, oh um don't don't do that to yourself people don't work nice shift for longer than a few months if you can help it 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 does not help you sleep better right. yeah I'll keep that in mind <laughs> <laughs> where did william go <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, I got a yogurt. Ah, William a said, yogurt. William said, "Fuck this interview. I'm out." <laughs> well, yeah, I just, uh, every time I hear Lane talk, I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Ouch! There's the tea. No, we can't tell them that. We're in a no disclosure agreement about the feud. <laughs> the feud. What? The feud. The capital F feud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're starting fake internet beef between me and William. Well, that's one way <laughs> to get some clout. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a big band conflict. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be like a phobia breakup, and then we're just gonna like get back together. We'll just go on a hiatus for like a couple weeks, and then come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can say we're gonna. We can just like announce the hiatus, but keep working on stuff because it's it's all online anyway. No one has to know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then just come out of your hiatus with like four albums. We can do what uh, Death Grips did right. and just like announce like that we're breaking up and then just put out another album. Table <laughs> 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 that thought. Let's think about that. That's really cool. we, could, we could even we could even do the you know going go on hiatus for five years and come back absolutely objectively worse than we ever were. Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I'm not gonna say names, but what did you say? I'm not gonna mention names, but it's a good guess. I love that. Thank you, thank you. I thought very hard about that one. Wow. You were so quick to it. Yeah, you I were. know, because it got off now. Yeah, no, oh, I, yeah. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Follow you do and then just everything after that is just awful. You remember when they were, did that like press release? Because everyone was complaining about their music so much, and and they said <laughs> that face one you have to do a press release. <laughs> well, and then they said we're so excited about this new album. It's like we're finally getting to make the music we always wanted to, as if like fueled by ramen was like forcing them to make emo like in the <laughs> in the past, and now they now they get to make their shitty pop. stadium rock pop yeah rock. pop rock like rock, all, whatever. all that's in my head about fallout boy lately is the fact that i forgot that pete wentz had like a blog where he would just like where he would just like talk about, about day-to-day experiences and every time like a, a woman was present he would just like say the most fucking like sexualizing things about them that he possibly mm-hmm. could it was, it, was, it, it was really not cool but yeah. it is yeah. like that that recently popped up on the hey you remember this thing and I was like oh fuck that's right that's, <laughs> fuck. So, yeah. that's gross <laughs> yeah that's really gross yeah gross Pete Wentz 
I fucking mean, gross. Wasn't he mostly the lyricist for Fall Out Boy? He was. Yeah. 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 With so, some fucking lyrics. Didn't didn't yeah. he? So he's the one who's who wrote like I'm I'm just I'm just notching your bedpost, but you're just a line in a song. Probably. You think he respects women? <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up the real questions here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I can admit that like looking back on it yeah no he probably never did but let me tell you when when you read what he says about a waitress at a restaurant like that's whenever you're kind of like okay that song could have been written out of spite this is like purely just you're a fucking creep dude yeah (laughs) wow well, I never listened to them in the first place, so I don't think I'll be picking them up anytime soon. Don't you dare. Stop this. <laughs> what was your initial question? I've forgotten. <laughs> and we're going to move along because you guys answered it. <laughs> yeah. We answered it somewhere in there. We said a lot of words. Yeah, you can... A lot of words and then some fallout boy. It answered it, though. Oh, yeah. Gloria yeah, asked the last question. I completely that's forgot. So, um... How did you guys choose the opener and closer for the album? Did you guys write it that way? Did it fall that way? I think that those were pretty much the opener and the closer from when we first started writing them. Like everything yeah. in the middle kind of got swapped around a lot, but I I think it was very much a conscious decision of like like when I I think we wrote Orchids first and and we mm. were like this has to be the closer. Like we closed our sets yeah. with it all the time. Um it just it just seemed right and then with part one i definitely made a conscious decision of like i'm gonna make this song like as like eclectic as possible to try to just prepare people for like the entirety of the album it's like an overture kind of yeah pretty much it serves a similar purpose yeah um yeah so basically from when those songs were first conceived like those were the roles that they were gonna fill like we were we were thinking about like you know some like 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 some some bands will write a bunch of songs and then put them on an album and say it's an album like we were like from the start trying to write an album and we thought of every song we wrote as like a piece of that puzzle mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and like we were open to the idea that op- the opening and closer might change if we found something new in other songs but i think we were pretty pretty sure it wouldn't happen and clearly it didn't yeah and having that set like made it it informed like our decisions with all of the other songs because it was like Mm -hmm. this is going to come after this like what what would you want to hear after hearing the end of this song you know right and then as far as uh, as far as specifically like writing them is concerned um (laughs) classic j dies and goes to hell part one went through just an enormous amount of iterations like even even to the point of being like stripped down completely rebuilt like from the ground up and uh, almost got removed from the record because Jay couldn't figure out exactly how to get it all to work together. Cause there were yeah. so many different sections and so many different moving parts. And like, we just um, J- Jonas and I, it was funny. Jonas and I, like every new um, version of it, we were like, wow, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but like Jay was just like, it's not, it's not what I want it to be. So like, <laughs> and so it was like funny to have to have that conversation like mm-hmm. continuously where I'm just like in my head going like, please, please do not cut the song. It's uh. like, you could release this version and it would be amazing. And it's like, yeah. which is true because people in the, we, we released all of the early like demos for our record. Oh, a bunch of them. Well, a bunch of the yeah. early demos for our record. And uh, a lot of people have gone through and listened to every single one. Um, and they, yeah, they love all the early iterations. I, yeah. that, 
the funny thing there is some people like the early versions in like some instances, early versions of songs like better than the final versions, which is just fun. It's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the, the way I see it is like, I don't think of a song as a static thing. I think of it as something that we're constantly changing, constantly adding or removing stuff from, you know, just just constantly tweaking and recording it is just a matter of finding the right point in its evolution to stop it and say that's like what we want to put out. But even then, after that, like the songs have continued to change like mm -hmm. in our live sets, like we we've added new stuff to them. We've changed the way we play certain parts. Um, it's yeah. just you know, we just do what feels good with it, and we change our mind about things a lot. So, yeah, in short, we just want to say, uh, "Classic J dies and goes to hell." Part one has evolved and become too strong. Please help us; it's going on a rampage. That song was probably the one that we changed the most. Yeah, I think so. And and funnily enough, I think Orchids was the one that we changed the least. Like, yeah, that one was pretty straightforward. That yeah. one and a few of the like instrumental interludes were some of the only ones where like the first or second version was what we went with because it Neon just didn't, it, it. Neon glow. Was, yeah, was that was a different days. situation though because we recorded oh, that true. with my brother. That's right. And and there was no convincing him to re-record anything. So. <laughs> 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 the, uh, just to piggyback that, a little bit that's why we produce our own music because yeah. nobody else would deal with this shit <laughs> <laughs> I, I do i do want to piggyback a little bit off of what jay said about like you know changing stuff with our live sets um mm -hmm. just a, a tiny note there's a drum fill uh and a couple of like things that i that i do in like a section that we sort of added to yoshi's island specifically oh yeah and, and every time we play it i just go damn it I wish this was the recorded version. <laughs> yeah. no, that, that's what happens. I mean, that's what I'm saying about like finding the right point to stop it in its evolution and record it. You know, sometimes, sometimes you miss the mark. I think there's stuff where it's like, I wish I'd tweaked it a little bit more and some stuff where I was like, Oh, maybe like two versions before the final is the best, but you know, it's, it's done. It's out. And mm. I'm not going to go back and change anything. I'm not going to fucking, <laughs> Kanye West that shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's like there's a certain cool factor to doing that, but I'm also very not interested in doing it. I think I'm I, glad that he's doing it. The, I don't think a lot of Here's the thing. Should, here's the but. thing. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Like this is that's why I that's why I didn't want to put color bars on the album because I don't mm -hmm. like to redo my old songs literally just cuz it it's like a a slippery slope. Like if I redo one then I'll be like I could make all of my old songs better and it I just I just don't want to be focusing on old stuff. I want to just like let it be what it is and just move on and do what I yeah. want to do now, you know, move forward. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. All right. Uh so you guys actually just recently released a new single. Is that leading up to an album or an EP? Which or one are, you are guys we talking about? Some... We've released two new singles. We released two <laughs> new singles, the newest one. Um, uh, we we had we released the name of another song. Yeah, not released. <laughs> we released running. Uh, we released running. Yeah, yeah. Oh, running. Okay, so we're talking mm -hmm. about running. That's that one. J the story behind that is true completely. We were that's basically a commission, like sort of. We were we were in the running to have a song in the new Bill and Ted movie, which so, just came out. Yeah, which just mm -hmm. came out. <laughs> um, but it uh, we just didn't we didn't get it. We 
you know, we got somewhere in the process and then they just didn't follow through like with, with choosing our song. Uh, but we liked what we had made. Uh, so we wanted to release it on its own. So we did that. Um, but that, that was like an independent, like that song probably never would have gotten written. Yeah. At least in that way. Mm -hmm. If, um, if we hadn't been asked to do it by the, the people who reached out to the, uh, a bunch of different bands, Harmar superstar was also almost on the bill Mm -hmm. in the bill and Ted movie. Harmar superstar was someone who was, who was asked to, to write a song for the movie. I was like, I've been seeing like a couple other artists. It would be, I, I had mentioned this to Jonas. It would have been interesting to find all of the musicians who had been tasked to like make a song and then put together like a compilation album of all of the songs that weren't chosen for Bill and Ted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's not too late to maybe do that. that. That'd be really that cool. Would, it would be cool. It would seem a little spiteful to me. I don't know. Yes, mm-hmm. it would. It would seem a little spiteful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I it's mean, cool. it, it's it's kind of hard not to want to be though, because they really did take us back and forth with that a lot. Like it was first, it was like this is our favorite song that we've heard. We're definitely gonna put it in the movie, and then it was like, oh, could you maybe tweak it a bit? Would you maybe want to like feature a different singer on this and like a bunch of stuff like that? And then they were like, actually, it's good. We're gonna put it in. Uh, here's how much you're gonna get paid. Give us our your info. And then they were like, sorry, we decided to not put it in the movie. <laughs> what? yeah it wasn't but we were just short like just short but it was almost there we were talking yeah we were it felt felt like they there there's a process to this thing where there's like a deal memo Uh and the deal memo is like an upfront of like what you will probably get out of the contract like Mm -hmm. the deal memo is basically here's what we're giving you here's what you're giving us so then like you move forward with the deal memo and everyone goes, yes, this, this seems good to me. Mm-hmm. And then they present a contract and you go back and forth on negotiations with the contract. We probably wouldn't have had a lot of room for negotiating mm-hmm. just because it's like a major motion picture. And yeah. yeah um, it's Bill and freaking Ted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's probably uh, the music would all be owned by Universal and stuff. So yeah. um, we probably wouldn't own our song mm-hmm. or, or anything like after that. But um yeah, so it would it would have gone to contract and like that was where we were. They had like delivered a deal yeah. memo. They said like this is what we're offering. Like this is probably where you're going to be. This is what we want from you. And we were like cool. Um and Run for Cover was involved and they were just like sick. Like let's start like talking about a contract. And then we didn't hear back from them for a few days and then like when we finally did they were like, "Hey, sorry. We um you know, we the the apparently the music coordinator loved the song. The producers chose uh, a different one, so that was like that was where the for us yeah. on our end maybe where a little bit of the the positive communication was coming from was coming from the music coordinator. Yeah, and then the person who actually makes the final decision wasn't as like keen on our song as the music coordinator was. So yeah. it just it, that's how it happens, you know. Whatever. Yeah, it, it's I a, mean, it's we projects to make that movie so it's, it's unsurprising that a lot of stuff happens yeah it did, yeah <laughs> i mean we we with run for cover have like a team that is basically constantly looking for opportunities like this so i'm confident this isn't going to be the last time so i am not fucked up about it but yeah no i would love to 
I would love to do more like syncing, like for mm-hmm. for yeah. music. And I, I I wish we could figure out how to get like more opportunities like that because mm-hmm. like having some Glass Beach songs in a TV show or like in a movie that would be. If you're listening and you uh, <laughs> you know how to make that happen, that would be sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're not against it at all. Like Tom Scott, <laughs> if you know who mm-hmm. Tom Scott is, Thomas Tom Scott Ridgewell, the creator of the Astif movies, ASDF <laughs> movies, and um and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, was like reaching out on Twitter for, for music for a video. And I just like responded and, um, and cold weather ended up getting used at the end of a Tom Scott, like vlog. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sweet and he paid us. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. that's, that's even better. Yeah. 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 Um, um, but that, that, oh, that, we, we didn't answer the, we didn't answer the fucking question. No, it's yeah. not leading up to an album. Oh no, it's not. I mean, oh. like, <laughs> but we're not like it. yeah okay. yeah it it we are working on the second album we've got a lot of stuff in the works right now it's probably going to be a while before any mm-hmm. singles are out okay, okay. Um, All right. wait so this album don't... is this um single wouldn't go on the album no no, no. Running uh, and... this song was written specifically for the bill and ted movie like okay. literally they hit us up about it and the same day we got on a zoom call and basically wrote the song in like an hour or two. <laughs> oh wow and then recorded it over the internet okay. um like like all of us in our own apartments recorded our parts and then i put it all together and that's how that came about <laughs> That was right at the start of quarantine. Yeah. Um, but the the newest the newest single which we released on Gardenhead Records um, compilation uh, for uh, for Artist Relief Volume Two. Oh, mm-hmm. One, check that out because it's got it's got like nineteen songs on it or something, yeah, and there's like, a bunch of like originals and like new covers and stuff from from a bunch of bands like Blue Deputy is on there, and I, I love fucking them. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that compilation is amazing. It, uh, the first like volume compilation is also really great, and it's like p- the the way it's put together to support the the artists on the compilation who need money right now um, because of COVID nineteen and not being able to work and not being able to tour and not really being able to like, sell merch or like whatever. Um, it's really cool. I and I loved being a part of it. Uh, our single ten fifteen, which is on that compilation, is also not going to be on the the next record that was what oh i was just gonna say we're kind of just working on stuff that's between that yeah now just yeah, kind of yeah, one-offs yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's we also have we're, we have the, our um roll for streetwise project that is probably gonna be the next that's like true. release that we do or that we're like a part of which is our like we're we're working with the with a member of the greetings adventurers D podcast to write songs <laughs> Basically about like the podcast and like nerdcore uh, kind kind of genre music, <laughs> but it, it it also sounds like us. And yeah, that's probably the next like thing we're releasing, but we don't really have a date on that either. Okay. All very exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the second album is in the works. It's mm-hmm. been in the yeah, works. We are it working. We can say we're working on it, and we yeah. can we can we can even you know what I'll even tell you this. Jay has sent us demos. Mm-hmm. I have. I will say this: Thanks. I've sent enough songs that we probably have an album's worth of material already. But yeah, I'm be very picky about what actually makes it to the album. So who knows? Yeah. <laughs> right. one of these. We know. Cool. We know one for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're sold on one. We're, we're sold on one. It was because before we got into quarantine, we had worked on it a bunch, <laughs> mm, okay. and it was it's great, and I love it, and it's yeah. yeah. 
There's a few that I'm very sure about. We'll talk about it. I mean, yeah. the band will. <laughs> there's, there's, one, there's one that if we, it doesn't make the record, I'm going to quit the band. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so moving right along, uh, where do you see the band in the next five years? Hopefully with a second album out. <laughs> Maybe. That'd be, that'd be good. <laughs> I'd be like the simple kind of like joke yeah, answers, yeah, yeah. but like, but also true. I mean, like that. Um, it would be cool if we were like in a place after releasing the second album that we could like focus enough on the third album that that's also out in the next five years. Like, I yeah. wouldn't want to rush it, but if we were at a point where like we are actually like living on making music and can like devote, you know, twenty. We are on our way there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. That's that's a big part of that's a big part of why the first Glass Beach album took so long is that we were all basically working full time and could barely get any time in a day to actually work on the album at all. Hmm. Um, now, like, I mean, we don't have a whole lot more time. I mean, with with <laughs> with quarantine, I've been able to work on music a lot, but uh, you know, the, but between that, like, between maybe like being able to do this full time in the next five years and between like having a contract, this actually being like a career for us. Like it's just, we're spending more time on it. So I can't imagine the upcoming albums are going to take as long as the first one did. Mm -hmm. At least I'm not going to let them take that long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I can never spend that long on an album again. Um, we, so I can confidently say we will have it one more album out in the next five years hopefully hopefully two that'd be nice yeah <laughs> um, wait what if we just get them both ready <laughs> no that's what that's what i'm gonna do oh yeah 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 make them both at the same time is that what you're saying no that's my thing <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> i mean yeah I was, I was gonna say like that could that could i mean there there are there are a few bands i know that have done that like yeah, fucking, the Deer Hunter straight up recorded two albums at once and released them within a year of each other. Oh That's my cool. god, is that what yeah. Uno Stray was? Uh, oh like, yeah, they, Uno did they record those all together? And yeah, just, like, got yeah, yeah. The release? They didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think they did record all of those together and then just added yeah. the release. And you can, I don't know, they all yeah, sound yeah, the same yeah they are. They, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, like uh, Radiohead recorded Kid A and Amnesiac at the same time, and then put them out oh, in shit. consecutive years. Like, cool. okay, I don't so know there's... that I want to do that though, because I like, yeah. Yeah. I like, I like yeah, having yeah. the space and having the, you know, I, I, my hope for the band is that we continue to evolve and try new things, and you know, never really repeat ourselves, you know. Mm -hmm. So I like having the space between it to kind of figure out like a new idea of where we want to go or whatever you know like we've had plenty of time away from the first album material and i feel like the stuff we're writing now is very different from it but i also feel like people who like the first album will like the new stuff too like i i think it hasn't lost like the core of what makes our music our music mm -hmm. it's just it's just we, we we like to experiment i like to experiment <laughs> yeah. yeah if you like the only, time I, the only time i would want to do that is if like we were recording two things that were like meant to be like super interconnected in one way or another mm -hmm. and it was like it, it would have to be like an intentional thing of like yes these two things are supposed to be released separately but be very connected mm -hmm. i don't want to do that 
like not like a conceptual <laughs> thing with it <laughs> yeah uh what i what i was gonna say was about like the future of um the sound i guess or like whatever we're going for if you if you like if you like 10 15 um that is a that is a good representation of like a direction a direction that we are going mm-hmm. uh uh, it's i don't know it's like very it's very cool production wise like i think i think jay's doing a lot more experimenting with production in a similar way that we experimented with genre in the first album mm-hmm. um we're still going to be doing whatever we want genre wise um but this is um this next album is going to be more like just outwardly completely experimental and then yeah definitely <laughs> okay uh oh and then as far as um uh, just complete like a, a summed up sort of next five years uh i mean like yeah i want to i want all of us living off the again what <laughs> touring again yeah yeah yeah. i want all of us living off the music um i want us all like full-time mu- musicians like yeah. we, we don't have other jobs unless we want them um but i uh, living off the music have released one possibly two albums since then and uh uh also i i want um us to have like a bunch more music videos made yeah i i know i know i want to do that uh because we like and we got we had two music videos that got cut off because of quarantine and everything like yeah we were literally you know setting up to shoot some of them and yeah i mean i think i've said i've said on another thing but i'll just say it right here like i we i had a the first music video idea that I had for the album was for orchids mm-hmm. and we were fine. Like I had that idea. I have it like storyboarded and like shot listed out and everything. And then uh, we were setting up to record, like shoot that music video. And uh, the week that we <clears throat> were going to shoot it, uh, LA issued the lockdown order. And yeah. Aww. Yeah. It was literally like we had the location booked and everything. And the day that we had booked it happened to be in like the first week of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we were even debating calling it off anyway because we mm-hmm. hadn't, like, LA hadn't gotten into lockdown yet. But like, yeah, but it was we clear that things were about to happen. Things were happening. And like, yeah, Jonas and I were like talking back and forth because we live together. So we were just like, yeah, should we just like, I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm nervous about it. I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be responsible for anyone getting sick. Like, we should just call it off. Yeah. yeah. And then it got called off for us. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Um, um so for the last couple questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink oh last meal on death row (laughs) i gotta think jeff bezos just kidding jeff Jeff bezos (laughs) is your last meal oh my god they have to give it to you, right? <laughs> yeah, they have to give. I'm it a vegetarian, to and I agree with Lane. And I would wait. What did you say? Oh, Jeff, what? Jeff Bezos. <laughs> For a non-Jeff Bezos-related answer, um, God, I part the the strategist in me is saying whatever would take me the longest to eat, so I can just <laughs> really buy out that time, you know. <laughs> If I if okay if if I'm singling it down to like a I I would want a really like nice roasted chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. um with a side of sweet potato fries, 
and then uh, and then and then a nice cold chalky milk. Solid. Hell yeah! Classic. <laughs> I think yeah. what I would want, like for real, is I would want uh, a very well barbecued, like Texas style barbecue, like tomahawk steak, mm-hmm. and uh, I would want that with like a side of like. There's a very particular way I like to make mashed potatoes, and I and I would like that <laughs> along with like some like southern baked mac and cheese mm. and then finish it off with like I, I i what i want is like i want a really moist like chocolate cake with like mm-hmm. ice cold like german uh like german chocolate cake frosting so like the coconut like stuff on yeah. top like ice cold okay but then, but then like steaming hot like fudge like in the middle so like a like a like a volcano like melted chocolate oh yeah yeah but with like an ice cold like uh german chocolate frosting on it oh yeah and then i would have a glass of um i would probably have a glass of like freshly made uh cranberry grape juice because I like cran grape juice, but I would, but I would want to taste like, like, fine cranberry grape juice. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, solid. Just a whole bunch of spanakopita. That's what I'd want. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. I want some like really nice sushi. That's what mm-hmm. I want. It, <laughs> I had mm. my. It was it was my birthday just the other day, and I had some oh. sugar fish for dinner and something like just some nice gourmet sushi. That's what I need. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy I would have been birthday. happy if I died right then. Well actually when is when is this gonna come out? Uh probably like a month from now. Okay, well it will have been my birthday. It will have just been your birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Happy late birthday, birthday. Well, I am. Thank you, everyone. Happy <laughs> even late birthday. How old are you? <laughs> How old am I now, or how old will I be? Or wait, how old, how old am I now while we're recording this, or how old am I now? How old are you in... Wait. <laughs> how old are you, how old are you in the timeline? How old are you in the now of the audience experiencing this? I'm 28. Oh my god. Cool. Yeah. I'm 25. <laughs> I'm the baby in the band. Yeah, Jay's the baby at we talked about this. We're all, and Jay's the baby. <laughs> we're all like almost just a year apart. Jay's is twenty five. Jonas I'm is twenty six. I'm twenty seven, and William's gonna be twenty eight. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. We got it covered. We we're like, like our whole university right here. We did it. Yeah. So we just need a super senior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and a PSEO. Student. Yeah, and a PSEO student. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So. I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to have said the most important question. What is your favorite color? Blue. Probably teal specifically. Yeah, damn. That's what I, I was going to say. We can match. Yeah. I, I mean, like match. I like, I like anything that's like in between blue and green. Yeah. Like this shirt that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, can, you can really easily tell because like everything I own is some version of blue green or teal or something hey <laughs> my favorite color is like a mustard yellow 
Mm-hmm. Like uh yeah, I also really do love teal. Like if I my like three are mustard yellow teal and like this purple, mm-hmm. like a, a soft kind of like faded purple, not a royal purple, but like a mm-hmm. you know, a mm-hmm. gray almost a grayish purple. I love lavender. Yeah, like a grayish purple. Yeah. 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 But there, if I had to pick one mustard yellow. There are two colors that I absolutely love and it's hard for me to pick between them, but the they're very specific. They are uh Daniel Smith. Uh, paint pigment. That's a name. Wait. Water, watercolor paint pigments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Daniel my Smith favorite colors are Daniel color. Smith and uh, and Marcus. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite colors are the first one's called uh, Mayan Blue Genuine, mm-hmm. and then the second one is called Amethyst Genuine. Cool. And Those are pink colors. Like, you have to pick one. Wait, I can give you my favorite Roscoe like lighting colors if that's more. Yeah, yeah. I can give you, you my favorite Pantone. Well, I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm getting I'm getting very specific because it's like there's lots. I love like all yeah. shades of blue, but like Mayan mm-hmm. blue just has like. Well, you're a painter. Quality to it. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like like I don't know like when you when you start like seeing like the specific shades that come up with for certain paints, you're kind of like holy shit. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now pick now pick one, Lane. Which one of those two? You have to. You have to pick one. I absolutely have to. Um, I guess it's gonna have to be Mayan blue then. Mayan blue. All right. All right. What, what, what kind of blue is that? What's it look like? Draw it for uh, me. Draw me that color. I mean, literally, just type in Daniel Smith Mayan just blue. Describe Daniel. it to me like I've never seen color before. Like you've never seen color. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if you could imagine the deepest part, like not uh, the, the deepest parts of the ocean that you can still perceive, I've never seen it. I'm blind. <laughs> I've never seen color. <laughs> Compare it to something that isn't visual. You, you said you said don't like you've never seen color. You didn't say like you were blind. <laughs> if you want it without color, visual descriptions. Give me a description of this color without using anything visual. <laughs> it's a it's a deep, bold, velvety, cool but ominous color. Okay. Ominous. That's pretty good. Looking that at it, actually. yeah, we're looking yeah. at it right. We're looking at it right Damn. now. You're pretty correct. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Also, cool. this, this is a brilliant blue it's, it's like yeah it, it, it teeters a little bit into teal sometimes too so it's like mm-hmm. yeah i think i think you would really like this blue jet. what's it called i need to see this color we typed in daniel smith mayan blue genuine i i only have the dark blue but i have i have a tube of mayan blue Hold this, it is, this is great audio isn't it do you know that twitter you know that twitter that's like squeezing food like mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah i uh, squeezing food with force. Do that with the paint right now. Also, ooh, side ooh. side thing, Mike Bachman of the Greetings Adventures podcast submitted something to that, like of, of him squeezing cheese, <laughs> and, it, and it got like almost ten thousand likes or something. It's oh <laughs> amazing. And I would do that if this didn't cost like fifteen dollars. Yeah, those yeah. are good for the podcast. Everyone can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Can someone Venmo me fifteen dollars to replace the? No, tube? I'm kidding. Don't do it, Lane. Don't do it. I'm not like I'm not chaotic like that. I don't I don't do those sorts no, of things. Of course not. Um, <clears throat> what's your two favorite colors? 
black. <laughs> oh, you're a regular bumblebee, the two of you. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Mm. Just together. Yeah. A bumblebee. Yeah. Well, but we have those we have those answers on deck. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Has, has other people asked you? Yes. Yes. Is that why you responded so quickly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You have a lot of polite guests. It's a I mean, good question. Like... <laughs> background is yellow and black. Are are all the answers to any questions we could ask you hidden in the background of y'all's? <laughs> no, I yeah, wish. That's like a great idea. Usual suspect stuff. I can say I love that uh, Snoopy poster. I noticed it like ten minutes oh, into the call. Thank you. Yeah. It's actually like a gigantic sticker. Oh, it, yeah, oh, it's a so it's, wall sticker. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of those fat heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it came with like, we're, we're still doing the podcast, but it came with like a bunch of other like Snoopies. And they're like basically oh, cool. like the same size as that Snoopy. So you have like a business one. And it, it was it was great. Yeah. yeah. The whole like Snoopy oh, yeah. tapestry. That's awesome. Yeah. There's wow. one in every room in the house because I had too many. So it was just. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Snoopy's in, <laughs> Snoopy in the house. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, listen to 1015 yeah. by that comp. It goes to support artists who have been... What is the comp called? It's it is, Pandemic it's Artist Release. for Artist Release Volume 2, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Garden yeah. Head Compilation for... Or Garden, Garden Head, Head Records. Records Compilation for Artist Release Volume 2. And yeah, it's got like 19 or so songs on it. You can buy each individual one, but if you're at all able, I think you should pay for the whole... Uh, the whole comp and you get a bunch of songs with it and yeah it goes to support artists um at some point that will also be like streaming but it'll be a bit because we want people we want to raise money with that album mm-hmm. yeah. um other than that i mean hopefully we have merch available right now at shop.glassbeach.band um at the time of recording we are out of the pink rat hats but we're restocking we might have yeah. some time of release but just check on that site there there might even be something new i have no idea what we're doing a month from now so same here um yeah and and go back and check out the calico music video yes yeah um, and oh my gosh i'm really i'm just gonna say it um we've also released the behind the scenes or like a, a little you know behind the scenes thing for calico mm-hmm. um it has it's not out it now. is out not out of the time of recording but <laughs> it's not time out of now release. it will be when this comes mm-hmm. out but it will yeah. be when this comes out yeah okay. likely. so you two are actually the first like non in people to know i think yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it's like a, it's a fun little thing. I that I'm I'm putting together. I haven't even seen this yet. But it's I, not, I, I, was I haven't even made it, it yet. I was surprised. I got to record the footage for it. I yeah, <laughs> we have footage. We have footage. Uh, our animator, Chris. Uh, what? Weren't we using like a a little like Chewbacca plushie yeah. like as like yeah. the placeholder for the cat in a lot of yeah, the shots? That's, I, that's I gonna be that. in the. <laughs> yeah, this can be behind the scenes as well. Uh, just some shots of that. The, our animator, um, Chris Sanaguchi and uh, Shan Murphy, the one who designed the Calico Cat, they both did little like sit down, uh, you know, little interview things for me. And so I'm going to be cutting that together with some footage and some stuff that I've, uh, I'm going to say is like the producer and director for the video. And then it should be short. It should be a short little video. Um, but it'll be fun. So yeah. cool. Yeah. And then also check out our uh, single running. <laughs> yeah, check out running. Check out our yeah. single running. Uh, that check- one is on all streaming services um, today. Y'all should make sure to also check out. Uh, uh, it's uh, This is going to be released next month, so it's been out for a little bit. But Jariah has a new song called Split, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a band called Pink Shift, which is also very good, has a has a new uh, music video out that's also very good. Yes. And uh, yeah, both those are, are very much worth checking out. Very good. Car cool. Talk, Car Talk, and Barty Strange. They've got albums dropping, and I'm yes. very excited about both of those. So yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty, and I, I, the, it's either out now or you can pre-order their vinyl, and you definitely should. Also, the new Oceanator is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely, there will definitely be more cool shit from us in the future. <laughs> All right, lots of cool so shit. Like Hold on, like one of those, uh, those ending like things during a Marvel movie where they're like, Spider-Man will return and the Avengers oh, yeah, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like it, oh, it cuts, yeah. it cuts, the, the end credit sequence is done. Everything's done. It cuts to black, and then it says, "There will definitely be some more cool shit from us in the future." <laughs> and that's where we're gonna leave it. New cool He's shit like in the Stan future. Lee walks out. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been Glass Glass Beach, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.